know um, this morning that as we consider um, our journey through the book of James, we're going to continue that. James chapter 3 and verse 13. But uh, before you go to James chapter 3 and verse 13, I want you to go back to Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and verse 24 for the simple reason uh, because of the connection between what we find written in Jeremiah with where we are today. So, a right wisdom, James 3, verse 13 through verse 18, where we will eventually wind up. Uh, but we're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 9 to begin with. So if you go to Jeremiah chapter number 9, I read those this morning, but I want us to take a look at them because I want you to notice a connection between what we find in Jeremiah and what we find in James. Verse 23 of Jeremiah chapter 9, thus says the Lord. Let me tell you something, whenever you see those words, you need to pay attention. You need to pay close attention. But, of course, anything that comes out of the Scripture, you ought to pay attention to. But when you see that phrase, it means you need to set up and you need to pay attention and listen to what's getting ready to be communicated. And I want you to notice Jeremiah here in Jeremiah, we have recorded for us, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom, not of his wisdom. And so, therefore, a wise man should never boast of his wisdom. Number two, and the mighty man should never boast of his might. And then, matter of fact, we, God makes sure that he encompasses all of it because the next phrase is, and let not a rich man boast of his riches. So from an intellectual perspective, all the way down, God covers all of it to the very material possessions that we have. We shouldn't boast in them. We should never boast in our intellect. We should never boast in our might. Matter of fact, we should never boast in all of the things that we have. And of course, men do not have a bunch of toys. We don't have a lot of things to stand back and and look at and pride ourselves over. Anyway, verse 24. And I want you to notice as as God goes on, he says, but if you want to boast, here's where you need to boast. He said, this is is what you need to boast in. And matter of fact, he said, and let him who boasts, boast of this, that he under, listen, that he understands and knows me. That word understand we're going to find in James chapter 3 as well. The word wisdom we're going to find in James chapter number 3. Matter of fact, characterized by James as we find it here in Jeremiah. But if you're going to boast, here's what you need to boast of. That you understand and know me. And then he goes on in verse 24 that I am the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, who exercises loving kindness justice and righteousness on earth and then notice as it ends for I delight in these things declares the Lord I delight in these things declares the Lord now let's go to James chapter 3 
James chapter 3. I will say this this morning. Wisdom is so desperately needed in the culture that we find ourselves in today. If there's ever been a time that families, fathers, men, and I will say this to you this morning, fathers, men, we have a We have a tremendous responsibility, and sometimes I think we lose sight of that responsibility that we have. Matter of fact, if anybody in the family, if anybody in the home today, if anybody in the picture ought to walk in wisdom, it ought to be us. And in the right wisdom. Why? Because we need to set a path. We need to set a clear path that is clearly marked. God said, because I delight in these things. I delight in these things. As a matter of fact, I know most of them taking, they, 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 they place it all the way back. They go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 and the sin in the garden. After the sin took place. God came looking for somebody. God came looking for Adam. Not Eve, Adam. Because Adam had a significant responsibility. And oh, guess what? Guess what Adam tried to do? Adam tried to pass the buck. (laughs) Fellas, I hate to tell you this today, but you can't pass the buck. It's already been tried. And it failed. Because God dealt with Adam. And so for us today, we carry a tremendous responsibility today to walk in wisdom. What wisdom? Wisdom that comes from God. It's wisdom from above. And that's what James is going to speak about in James chapter number 3. And here's the other thing that I think sometimes we also lose sight of. Wisdom is not just intellectual. Wisdom is also behavioral. So in other words, as we, as we have that wisdom, matter of fact, James already said, if you lack it, all you got to do is ask God for it. And he'll give it to you. Not upbraiding you in any way. In other words... Aren't you thankful that when we ask for wisdom from God, God doesn't go, well, you know, you know what, if you'd, have, if, you'd have been here, if you'd have been here earlier than this, we wouldn't be in this place that we find ourselves today. He said, no, he gives it to you when you ask for it. And we need that wisdom. Before we get into James, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning and ask his blessing on his word. Father... We love you. We thank you for your word and the truth that it contains. And Father, we thank you that we can gain an insight into your wisdom. Father, what it is that you desire. What it is that pleases you and not ourselves. And so, Father, I pray this morning as we look at this text, I pray that the Holy Spirit would illuminate our hearts and minds to the text, to the truth that it contains. 
And then, Father, we can take it, and not for mere intellectual or knowledge's sake, but, Father, for wisdom's sake, to follow it, to apply it, to use it in our lives. Help us this morning, I pray, as we look at your all-sufficient word. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. James chapter 3, verse 13 through verse 18, James is going to give us another test of the evidence of our faith. And matter of fact, he is going to use the subject of wisdom as a test of our faith. When you look at verse 13 through verse 18, and I want to just read all of it to you this morning, after we just finish up with chapter 3, the first part of chapter 3, up through verse 12, He comes to verse 13 and he asks a series of questions. He said, so who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and Selfish ambition in your heart. He said, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above. But this wisdom that he was talking about in verse 14 is an earthly, it's a natural, it's demonic and matter of fact, I want you to notice how strong James gets with the subject that he's talking about. He said, matter of fact, that type of wisdom is demonic. Verse 16, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure. Then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So we find here another test for or the evidence of a living faith, which has been the subject of James's letter. It's not just about knowing, it's about doing. It's not just about saying, it's about doing. It's not just about putting together all of this resume of all of the knowledge that we may, that we may possibly be able to incorporate into our lives. No, it's about living. It's about the doing. What's interesting in James chapter 3 and verse 13, another thing that James does here is he joins it to the fear of the Lord. This type of wisdom is drawn back to the fear of the Lord. Matter of fact, if you'll flip back to Proverbs chapter 9, Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10 We'll see as this connection is made. So the wisdom that James is speaking about here 
it's identified by certain characteristics. And one of those we find here in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse number 10. And I want you to notice the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And let me tell you the significance of that statement. Here's what Solomon is saying. The right or the correct view of God is the beginning of wisdom. You'll not understand the wisdom that James is speaking about in James chapter 3 unless you have a correct view of who God is and have an understanding of who he is. And that is so critical to the wisdom that James is placing here in front of us. And matter of fact, the next part of verse 10, Solomon goes on to write, and the knowledge of the Holy One, notice he says, is understanding. So we have wisdom and understanding brought together in Proverbs chapter 9 based on the correct view that we have of God. See, you'll not understand the wisdom that James is speaking about unless you have a proper view of God. And what is that proper or correct view of God? That we stand in awe and reverence of He and who He is as a holy God. It's not about us. I say this over and over and over again. It ain't about us. My dear friend, the reason we're in this building today is not because of us. I love meeting with you. I love being a part of of this church. I love the folks here. Matter of fact, I love every time we get together. But folks, it ain't about us. And in our lives, it's not about us. It's all about Him. So, first of all, this morning, the first point that I want to share with you out of James chapter 3, verse 13 through verse 18 When we have a proper awe and reverence for God, the result then is gentleness. You say gentleness? Yes. Look at verse 13, James chapter 3, the last part. Let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. The wisdom that comes from above, the wisdom that comes from God is meek and is humble. And let me just say this to you this morning. Meekness is not a sign of weakness. Meekness is a sign of wisdom. A humble spirit, a humble heart is a sign. It is evidence of a wisdom that comes from above, not from below. Because we understand and realize it's not about us. And when we come to that point that we finally understand James writes, in the gentleness of wisdom. That word gentle is interesting as well that we find here in James chapter number 3. You see, the phrase, let him show, in verse 13, that's an interesting phrase. So, me, loving English, I got to go start digging. One of the things I love to do is to diagram passages of Scripture, diagram verses, okay? Okay. And uh, so to lay it all out, so I'm going to give you a quick, I'm going to give you a quick English semi-Greek lesson here real quick for verse 13, all right? That phrase, let him show, is, is it, basically what it does is it translates an aorist imperative, making the verb then a command. So this is not just a if you want to, 
It's a command. So now when you read it, who among you is wise and understanding, he said, this is what you ought to do. You ought to show then by your good behavior and deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. That's what he is speaking about here. It's a command. It's, it's, not, a, it's, it's not just something that if you want to do this, then by all means do it. Or to put it in today's vernacular, basically here's what James just said. If you claim it, then live it. If you claim it, then live it. If you claim it, then show it. I'll, I'll say this to you today. I mean, that's what our families need to see. If we claim it, then let's live it. If we claim it, then let's show it. I will tell you, I, I will tell you this. Did you know a child... Can a child can pick out a phony in a heartbeat? Let me ask you a question. You ever had one of them call your hand on something? Well, wait a minute. Daddy, you said this, but Daddy, you... Okay, real quick, they can do that. And when they catch you, how many times do we try to... We try to rationalize it, get it back kind of up underneath another another place and not so much have to deal with it. Well, James says it ought to be a part of who we are and what we do in our lives every day. You see, this true wisdom and understanding is seen in the attitude of gentleness, meekness, humility. Does that mean a pushover? No. So, so what is the significance of this term, gentleness? Are you ready for this? Did you know that gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit? I'm going to tell you something. James is, James is dealing with a whole lot here in these verses. Matter of fact, flip over to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13. But the fruit of the Spirit is, and Paul's going to discuss that, James chapter number 5. Gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, if you're a born-again child of God, then this gentleness ought to be a part of our lives and who we are. It's just further evidence of who we are. It's the further evidence of the relationship that we should have through Jesus Christ. And so we see gentleness, Galatians chapter 5, notice verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. You see the evidence? Boy, James is on to something here. He said, matter of fact, it ought to be seen in the way that we live. And this wisdom that comes from above, what is also evidence is the gentleness that comes with it. This meekness, this humility of heart that comes along with it, understanding and realizing this thing ain't about me, it's all about him. And understanding the relationship that we should have with God. And so therefore it should be evident in our lives. Let's go back to James chapter 3. So here's what I want to let you know it's not. It's not bitter. It's not self-seeking. It's not self-promoting. It's not arrogant or vengeful. It's not arrogant. 
It's not self-promoting. It's not self-seeking. It's not bitter. It's not any of those things. This wisdom that comes from above is evidenced and seen by the gentleness that we have, the meekness and the humility that should be a part of our hearts and who we are. All right. You ready for this? Just to show you how connected it is all the way through Scripture. James is not sharing something new here. Matter of fact, you ready for this one? It's even connected to the Sermon on the Mount. Let's go back to Matthew chapter number 5. Hold your place here. Go to Matthew chapter. I know we're running a lot of Scripture. If I go too fast, you can't find it, okay? Just throw your hand up in the air and I will pause, okay? And wait for you there. Matthew chapter 5. Because I want you to see this. It even connects back to the Sermon on the Mount. In the very words of Jesus himself. In the Sermon on the Mount. Chapter 5, verse 5. I want you to notice what Jesus says. Blessed are the who? The gentle. Blessed are the gentle. Why? For they shall inherit the earth. An inheritance, this gentleness that Jesus is speaking about here, it's not bitter, it's not self-seeking, it's not self-promoting, it is not arrogant, it is not vengeful. To be a citizen of the kingdom, there should be a gentleness about us, a meekness, a humility about us, that we understand that this thing is not about us, it's about him. And I'm going to tell you something. When that begins to become our priority, then everything else in our lives begins to take its place. Let's go back to James 3, point number 2. So not only this wisdom in our lives when we have a proper awe and reverence for God, the result is gentleness, but point number 2, James shows that this, this false wisdom does not result in a proper awe and reverence for God. Look at verse 14 through verse 16. He said, but if you have... Bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart. Do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. Those are strong words. Let me tell you why. Because he's dealing with evidence here. Let me tell you what he's dealing with. He's not dealing with just words. He's dealing with living. He's dealing with living. And he said, so if all of these things incorporate that... Why would, you, why would you lie about the truth? Because basically what you're doing is what you say out of one side and what you live out of the other side, they contradict each other. And let me tell you something. He goes to the point that says basically what you're doing is you're living a lie. I didn't write that. James did. But he goes on to verse 15. And he makes sure that we understand that this wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but it's, it's, it's earthly, it's, it's natural, it's demonic. That type of wisdom finds itself in its place there. So what he does in verse 15 is he describes 
what this earthly wisdom looks like, this wisdom that comes down or that comes up from above. It's an earthly wisdom. But what did he mean by earthly and by natural and demonic? What in the world is he talking about there? The earthly? James is talking about this worldly, earthly wisdom that we have, this cultural wisdom that they claim is wisdom. But it sure seems far-fetched from any wisdom I've ever known. It's the wisdom of the world. And let me tell you how the wisdom of the world promotes everything. The wisdom of the world, are you ready for this? The wisdom of the world, it's real simple. It's real simple. The wisdom of the world promotes you. The wisdom from above promotes who? God. Him. So he's drawing this contrast here. So if you're drawing all your wisdom from the world, I hate to tell you this, you're getting it from the wrong source. It's coming from the wrong source. It's a, it's a worldly wisdom. Here's what it does. It lifts you up. I know what that's like. I know what that's about. Before I, before I came into the ministry, one of the things that, that, that was a part of my life, I had, I had one goal in my life, and that was to climb the corporate ladder. That's, that, 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 that predicated everything I did. If it didn't aid me to get to the top of the corporate ladder, then I had no use for it. All of that wisdom of trying to position yourself and trying to gain as much as you could was to do what? To elevate myself. James says it can't be that way. If you say out of your mouth that you belong to God and you're a child of His, they're contradictory to each other. They don't, go, they don't go hand in hand at all. And so James says not only earthly, dealing with the world, but he says natural. What does he mean by natural? He's talking about the flesh. He's talking about fallen, unredeemed man. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 speaks about the wisdom of man and the, and the foolishness of man when it comes to Jesus Christ and the resurrection. Matter of fact, Romans chapter 1 speaks about that very subject. Let me tell you where the wisdom of the world will get you. It will get you away from God, not to Him. And I think what we've done is we've reached a point today that we're, uh, we're attempting to get as close as we possibly can to peer, to peer over and try to at least maintain some connection with the world and some connection with God. My dear friend, listen to me. If you get too close over there, you're liable to fall over the rail. There ought to be a separation. It ain't about me. It's all about him. So everything that I do in life every day, okay, ought to revolve around him. And then what about demonic? James even goes to the place that he says demonic at the end of verse 15. The world by its wisdom knew not God, and in its wisdom rejects the very gospel of God and who he is. All right. James chapter 3, verse 16 through verse 18. And I'll finish with this. Finally, the results of wisdom from above. God's wisdom are found in verse 17 through verse 18. 
But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, and good fruits, unwavering. And notice the last phrase, and without hypocrisy. And without hypocrisy. That's a strong, that's, that's, a, that's a strong verse. In other words, if we have the proper awe and reverence of who God is. And the wisdom that we seek is wisdom which comes from above. And we walk in it each day of our lives. Then the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy goes away. Real quickly, turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. We're going to go back to the Sermon on the Mount, and I want you to notice what Jesus said about this. And I know I keep saying just shortly, just shortly, we're going to bring this to a close. Okay, just, just hold on, just humor me. I may say that ten more times before we get to the end. Just joking. Okay. Matthew chapter 5, I want you to notice verse number 9, the words of Jesus himself. Blessed are the peacemakers. If you remember James chapter number 3, it says it's first pure, then peaceable. And so Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called what? Ooh, isn't that amazing how he connects the relationship? It is seen in the way that we live our lives each day. And I promise, closing, turn to Proverbs. I'm done. I'm done. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. So, fellas, let me encourage your hearts with this this morning. I want you to, you can follow along and listen as I read this to you. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all of her paths are peace. Remember, did you see what James said about this wisdom? Did you see what Jesus said about this wisdom in the Sermon on the Mount? Verse 18, she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who hold her fast. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps were broken up, and the skies drip with dew. My son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. Then you will walk in your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. 
When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. The world by its wisdom knew not God. And in its wisdom rejects the very gospel of God. Which wisdom are you drawing on today? Let's pray.